Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of the Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines, all of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called iMinute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tips. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Hey guys, Kevin here. Today on the show, my guest is Patrick Dean. Patrick is someone I met years and years ago, well over a decade ago, in fact, prior to getting into real estate. Patrick is a coach and leads seminars and other personal development trainings. I met him initially through a company called Clemmer Associates, which he helped run and I believe was even a part owner of for quite some time. Patrick's a great guy. He's got a lot to offer. Um, while I don't know Patrick personally very well, I do know a lot of people who he impacted and those people then impacted me. And so in a lot of ways, Patrick means a lot to me. And so I thought it'd be cool to have this conversation. I hopefully you enjoy it. Take something out of this. We recorded this prior to the COVID-19 stay at home orders in most states. And uh, just now I've got the chance to get this one edited up and put out. I hope you enjoy it and get something from this. All right, guys, it's Kevin and I'm back with this week's, uh, expert interview uh and i've got patrick dean here with us today patrick is somebody who i've met years and years ago and i'm excited to have this conversation today with patrick so patrick welcome to the show thank you very much great opportunity to talk with you it's it's uh always awesome to touch base again you know yeah absolutely well let's uh you know what i think where i want to start is you and i our, our paths first crossed the first time gosh it would have been See, this is 2020, it's 14, 15, 14 years ago, I want to say, is when I was first introduced to Clemmer & Associates, yeah. which was a company um, that I had gone through some uh, some training courses, some leadership development courses yeah. uh, with. And um, you know, I've got so many people from K&A, as I like to call it, like who are sort of you know weaved in and out of my life in so many different experiences. But that's where you and I first met. Right. Why don't we start with that? Let's just start with K&A and we'll kind of probably work backwards and go forward quite a bit too. And probably, you know, I like to jump around, but tell us about what K&A is, or at least was while you were there and kind of what your role was. And let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, well, that was a personal development leadership and leadership training that we did for 14 years. And, and um, I was a uh, uh, partner in that business. You know, it was an eight, eight or $9 million a year business. And, uh, we were affecting thousands and thousands of people all over the world. And it was a great, uh, great experience to uh, be involved with that. Not only is learning, uh, learning a lot about business ownership and marketing. And also I was the uh, uh, vice president of uh, uh, training and development. So, so I trained all our trainers 
and uh, designed the actual transformational training that we did. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, it's, it, now that you say that uh, about training the trainers, I had, um, you know, I, I, over the years, I became friends with, with, a, with a handful of the trainers there, there at K&A. And even before that, while I was still just kind of going through it and before I really got to know anybody, uh, I heard your name so often, like, you know, so many of the, of the trainers would say my mentor and Pat, you know, Patrick, and, and they would refer to you. And I was like, God, who is this Patrick guy? Like, I can't wait to meet him. Especially I think um, it was Kimberly at advance who just, she probably, she must have said your time a hundred times during the week, your, said your name a hundred times during that week. And so when I finally met you, which I think was when I had gone to heart of the samurai, which is kind of like the third, uh, third installment or, or you know, right. third, step right. if you will in that curriculum uh-huh. is when we finally got to meet and I know that was that was really cool for me to meet you because while that was the first time you and I had met in person I had met and been impacted by a lot of people who you had personally impacted mm-hmm. and so for me that was that was a really cool kind of like way to 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 tie it off you know what I mean yeah oftentimes I'll ask this question I thought I'd ask you um if you look back at your if you look back at the trainings that you did through this through our organization, um, if you if you bring to mind a moment for yourself of transformation, or a moment where you had a realization, or a moment there was an incredible experience from you, what what do you what what it can be very small, it can be very large, whatever. What what is it that uh, that affected you? I'd like to. Gosh, to so so many, but I'll tell you from my, you know, so I did all. So for the listeners who don't know, there's four different um, events that you could go to ranging from what three days up to really a few months uh, for, uh, for, for, for Sam camp and um, heart of the samurai was probably, it was my favorite event for a f- quite a few reasons. Um, but when you mentioned, when you asked the question like that, I had just, what you don't know is that was the year, gosh, that was the month or maybe the month after I had quit. I had actually started in real estate. So it was like oh. May of 2007. Yeah. Um, and I'd always considered, so real estate, it turns out is a sales job. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but <laughs> I had never, I, you know, I just never considered myself a salesperson ever. Yeah. It, even though I was always really good at sales, like, you know, like I sold the most tickets to raise money, you know, in, in high school and stuff and grade school. I never really considered myself a salesperson uh-huh. and raising money for the build in Mexico. Um, I had just decided my job that day where I could contribute the most is I was just going to call people and take donations. And I don't remember, I personally took in thousands, probably three or $4,000, which for me at that time, just where I was personally financially, like that was a, that was a terribly large amount of money. And I remember thinking like, if I could do this and I, I remember our team probably raised, it was like 170, $175,000 that in that yeah. day, like it yeah. was ridiculous yeah. how much money we raised in a day to yes. go build some homes in Mexico for people that didn't have a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking like, if I could do this, I, I could do it. Like yeah. I could be a salesperson. I could figure this real estate thing out, even though I'm not a salesperson. And so I remember specifically taking that challenge. Now I could probably give you, you know, hundred no, that's too, but that's that right there is this is this is the difference from my point of view, working thirty five years in the business and working with over forty thousand people and being in conversation with people. 
what I've had the incredible privilege of learning all along as I listened to people. So even though I was doing the training, as far as creating the context and creating the space for it to occur, what I was doing the whole time was listening to people and watching people like you and working on myself as we went along. So the difference between, so, uh, I think a lot of your listeners may be really, uh, have really had the experience of informational training. Um, yeah. Where, where you go and you sit and you get a, gr a great deal of information or the speakers come on and they're entertaining and, and, and sometimes you're, you've got motivational speaking. But what you and I have been up to in this training journey is called transformation. And transformation is an actual shift at a very deep and powerful level yeah. of how you believe and look at things. And, and my coaching and the work that I'm doing right now with people is about that shift and once you make that shift, your life is, the way you see life is different and your opportunity for success goes up um, exponentially, I think. Like you experienced, like your, your description of the experience of your confidence, of working with what you could do and, and actually seeing it, not just somebody getting up in front and going, you know, I've seen all the greats. I've seen all the motivational speakers and they're all wonderful. And it's lovely to get a shot of that and keep going in your business. I, I really recommend it. It's, it's great. And informational trainings where you get knowledge, no problem there. But if you're not doing transformational work, you're always working against your own story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's true. Uh, you know, I could, like I said, I could probably go and, and name so many more, exercises or yeah. events or, you know, specific things there that happened. Um, and that, I know for me, that was, you know, that was a big one. And I, and I think you're right. It's, it's why it's not enough to, it's, yeah, I guess you just, you nailed it. The informational is important. Like let's learn more stuff, right? The of inspirational course. is important too. Like that, it's great. That can hopefully move you, uh, if nothing else, a shot in the arm, but it's that, it's that transformational and the experiential type of thing where you are actually you're doing it. You're, you're doing something. You're, you're doing an exercise that allows you to have an experience to where it's sticks, right. and you can, you can really start to uncover things from there right. and be impacted. What, I guess, Patrick, my question is like, how did you, how did you even get involved in that business? Like where did, where, where did that story start? And not well, necessarily K and A, but I mean the actual practice itself. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you my, I'll give you my, uh, my, uh, three, my three careers. So uh, I was, I lived in San Diego. This is, this is actually a story of mentorship and coaching my life. So the first thing that I did, I loved to fish. And so in San Diego, there's sport fishing boats. They're boats that carry out 40 and 60 and 80 people at a time, big boats. And I started working on that as a deckhand. And then I, did, I saw that working as a deckhand was way too hard. And I saw that being the captain was, was, was the, a better deal. Plus, you could use your brains and go out and hunt, hunt and take people out and they would enjoy what you're doing. So I got a, I got a sport fishing license and, uh, to run a sport fishing boat. And we ran boats out of San Diego down into Mexico and some long, some trips that were four or five days or six days. And we, a lot of trips that were just a day or a half a day or something like that. So 
I often joke around that I learned a lot about human nature watching people fish, <laughs> you know, and watching people how they handle themselves on a boat. Because when people get tangled up, like they often do, often people will say, they tangled me up. And, and it was always about the other person uh, doing that. So that's, just, that's like human nature as I saw how people operated. And then I switched over. I had a bunch of passengers that wanted me. Uh, I had a college degree. So uh, I went to work at General Dynamics Corporation. It's a huge company, huge. We had 96,000 people. And I was in HR. So I was uh, responsible for two things. Uh, uh, setting up and, and uh, working with interviewers to hire people for the company. And the second thing is, was I was in charge of leadership training for the management. And so that was a stint after the boats, <laughs> after the boats, getting into a large corporation, that was fun. And that was powerful and learning how giant organizations work and how that the, within the organization, there's a lot of people are in, like they get themselves into a box and it's hard to get out of that. Um, and we were training managers and leaders and I brought a company in. And as I watched that transformational work like you took, I saw how powerful it was. And I, I, after five years, I decided, wow, this is uh, something that I want to do for the rest of my life. I saw the change in people. I saw the shift in how they, they, they uh, saw the world. And that process I wanted to take out and do and, and make a difference in the best way that I could. So it was mentorship, the old captain that taught me how to fish. It was uh, general dynamics, watching uh, the captains of industry, <laughs> how they operated with large numbers of people. And I sat in many boardrooms, uh, fairly high level boardrooms and watched that action going on and then seeing the training and moving on. So that's, and that was my last career is moving into transformational training. I worked with several companies. Uh, Brian and I uh, essentially, Brian started it, but I joined in shortly afterwards and became a pri um, um, uh, part of the Clemmer game. You know, did, you know, did you know Brian pri prior to the, him starting that company? Oh yeah, Brian and I had had a friendship for a long time prior to that. Okay, we we all we both worked for uh, we both worked for um, other companies in uh, uh, together. So oh okay, got it. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. very cool. So that was so that was your um, I guess you know move moving careers. I mean, tell me. I guess I'd love to hear kind of a, as you moved along in your career there in that third career, if you will, yeah. uh, or in this third career, I should say still, still present, present time. Um, I mean, what are, what have been some of the things that maybe you just off top of your head, things that you've learned, I'd love to hear maybe some things that have surprised you and just kind of hear some of the stuff that you've experienced over the years. Cause I, I got to imagine, I mean, it's a ton. So I'm assuming uh, I mean, you've done the facilitating, you've helped create content and in, in context and put together sizes <coughs> as well. Um, and probably work on the business side as well. Cause I, when a company's new and young, like when, like when you joined Brian, obviously there's, it's all hands on deck, right? So everyone's got, got to do a lot more than uh, probably just what their specialty is. So I'd love to hear kind of some of your thoughts around um, just some of the different things you've done and experienced in the industry. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll share that with you, but let um, Let's do it. Let's do it this way. Um, 
I asked you a minute ago about uh, something that you experienced or learned. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit, and and I'll relate it this way. So let me go go. Let me ask the, this question of you. Um, in your next step in your life, what's important to you? What, as you look forward, what is the area that you know that you want to put emphasis on? Not something that you've mastered already, but something that you know you want to master. What, what would that be? So I'm kind of turning the tables on you a little bit, but I'll, I'll, uh, I can answer the question if we're in conversation. Okay, so I guess when you ask me that question, I think about, gosh, something that's I've thought about lately a, a lot um, is my my family from a standpoint of I've got you know two young girls uh-huh. and you know making sure that I have the strongest possible most beneficial relationship with them at, that I could possibly have um, so I don't how know if that they? how old are your girls they are five and seven. Oh wow they're the teachers in the room. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're the smartest person and the people in the room too. Like, yeah, you know, well, and they're also a mirrors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, you know, quite a bit. Uh, Kobe Bryant is someone who had a big impact on my life, uh, though I didn't know him. You know, first time, first time a celebrity or somebody who I didn't know personally passed away and it really impacted me and hearing um see not even just hearing but hearing a lot of the stories but kind of seeing how he was a father to his girls and stuff too just really has um had me thinking about that even more recently so i think that's probably why that's on the top of my mind yeah so the idea that we're that that we're talking to people that are interested in being more successful and many of them in real estate. I, I imagine we're talking to to you out there who you you want to be more successful or you want to be more effective. And I think that when you look at your young your girls in your life, it starts to really come together about purpose. So one of the things, as you asked me, that I've learned is to be effective in our life. It's really important to under, to simplify life into the places of those things that are more important or that are important to you. So the question of what's important to you is a question that we can all ask anybody that we meet out there in the world. I'll, I'll often do sales trainings with people and I'll say the million dollar question is what's important to you? And to be able to listen to that answer. And in any airport in the world, I've traveled all over the world in any place, if you can start to have a connection and ask somebody what's important to you and listen and be able to listen, then what that does is it is you can understand human beings and you can learn a lot from that experience. So my coaching and my work and mentorship with people real estate or entrepreneurs or anybody else is always about what's important to you. So the end result of being successful from my point of view is like being able to have your life the way you want it to, to be successful in your career. Of course, use your talent, 
which you have, you have a lot of great connection energy, but it's also all about uh, having that time with your girls and being a mentor and to them. And, and if you start to combine all that, then you've got, you've got a distilled and powerful purpose. Many people that come into the training, this is what I've learned. Many people that come into the training are on a kind of a rail. That means they're, uh, that means they're living a story. And that story started from when they were young and the story is about who they are. And people limit themselves with that story. That's one of the, one of the most amazing things I've learned as I went through as a student. So we limit ourselves with our story. That's one of the main things I've learned. So does that mean in order to live a, I don't want to say better life, but bigger, better life, more fulfilled life. Yeah. So we have to have, we have to tell ourselves a different story or we need to create a different story. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. And so the, the, there's two parts, there's two answers to that. Number one is awareness. You remember when you went in and started the training or you started, you weren't even on awareness. You didn't have, or I didn't have, or most people don't have a real awareness of what's running their decision-making, what's running their ability to create relationship, what's affecting their health, what uh, people come in and they think that that story is reality. I am this way. This is who I am. Now I've got to overcome it. And in reality, what happens is, is, is the first part is you become aware. Wow. I'm making decisions from this place. This is why I struggle with my clients, or this is why I struggle getting referrals, or this is why I struggle because I have this story and it's been subconsciously working me and some of it works and some of it doesn't work. And so you came in probably like I did and you're going, well, I just want to be more successful. Tell me how to sell more. Tell me how to do this more. Give me the information. I was information soaking. So I'm, I'm, an, I'm a scientist, basically. My background's in science. And, and uh, I'm a, like a numbers guy. So give me the numbers. Give, tell me what to do and all that kind of stuff. That has no value in the long run until you know yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, I, I believe that to be true. Uh-huh. I, yet it seems, you know, it seems like everyone is like, it's like the information thing, right? It's, uh, we all want the information. Like we all just want to be told what, like, what do I need to do? Or Mm -hmm. what's this thing I'm missing as if, um, as if, you know, I always think as if somehow I'm incomplete. Um, right. Cause it's like, what am I missing? Why, why, you know, why can this person do it, but not me or vice versa? Yeah. Uh, You know, I guess, as you, as you've studied that long, you know, a lot longer than I have for sure. I mean, what do you, do you have, do you see some similarities? Like what are the, what are the common things that cause people to kind of get to that place and, and sort of be so unconscious and not aware of the, the programs, if you will? Well, we're, we're, um, we are programmed as human beings. This is tens of thousands of years of programming that we're programmed to get along in groups. So one of the ways that we develop our personality is we look around and see what's wanted and needed to become part of a group, to be part of something. So it's a, it's a, it's, um, you know, for instance, uh, like a little kid will go to school and 
they have a, let's say they have an art session and the kid takes a piece of paper and everybody gets to draw a tree. Now he takes the tree home to mom and dad and he spreads it out on the dining room table and he says, I, I did this tree. And, they, and the, the parents are going, wow, that's, that's great. That's awesome. But I noticed that you used purple and, and yellow uh, or purple and, and, and pink for your tree. Um, aren't trees brown and green? They're well-meaning. You know, it's like, aren't, aren't trees brown and green? And so there begins a, a process where the kid child looks at this looks at this going, okay, I didn't quite do that right. I really wanted to please them. So I've got to adjust myself. And I can't tell you how many people <laughs> come to a training. And if I, I'll, I'll ask people questions all the time because I am super curious. Uh, how many people consider yourself an artist? And most people in the room would raise their hand that they don't. And somewhere along the line, that creative part of ourselves was kind of damped down. Now, the creative part of ourselves allows us to be, uh, to have more joy in our life. And you have to take some of the critic criticism that goes along with being creative. But that's another thing about self-worth. So there's one area. So that's just a little example of how stories work. <laughs> yeah. So how, how, how do people, how do people change those stories? How do they go? I don't, especially if they're unaware of what their story is. Um, or, I mean, we all have multiple stories, but if someone's unaware, they want change and yet they're unaware of what their stories are. They're telling themselves that are holding them back. Where does somebody like that start? You can, uh, there's, you can start, you can start reading about personal development. You can, you can pick up a book if you want. You can, uh, you can start reading about uh, belief systems or programs or whatever, but, but it, it's a quest. <laughs> it's a hero's journey is what I call it of awareness. Now that's what I'm in business for. I, I coach and mentor successful people that are fairly successful, but they're, they want more of the experience of satisfaction and fulfillment in life. So one of the ways to do that is to go to a training. Is to go to seminars, is to go get, for gosh sakes, get some coaching and mentoring so you can do breakthrough work on this stuff. You know, people, I think people nibble it at it around the edges and sort of want to change little bits and pieces. But it's my experience that it takes training and it takes connection with other people on the same journey. Do you think, is, is there a reason, what do you think the reason is more people don't don't kind of start down that road because um, it's a, it's a difficult, it's a more difficult road to know yourself because there's certain things that you're going to find out you don't like. <laughs> that's, that's fun. Uh, when you think about that, is that, is that more subconscious do you think, or is that a con? Yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. It, it really is. And you know, nobody wants to be in a group of friends and have somebody go, wow, you changed. You're different. You know, yeah. you're, you've got more focus, you've got more drive, you've got more, what happened to the old person that could sit down and have a beer with us and complains about things not working out? <laughs> Some of that goes on, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guarantee that goes on. Um, oh, sure. 
Yeah, the minute, yeah, you, there's no doubt that that goes on. So That's tell one me. Of the things I think in this real estate work, in any kind of uh, stuff, when you start, there is a fear of excelling. And in excelling, you distance yourself from people around you. Um, everybody likes to be admired or appreciated and all that. And you want to do good. But there is really a fear of if you get super wealthy at something, you're kind of separating yourself from your tribe, perhaps. I don't know. That's been my experience working with some people. Now, uh, you know, it sounds crazy to, to, to many of your viewers because they're out, they're out there pumping it. The more they can, the more they can work with people, the more they can sell, the better off they're going to be. But there is a lot of energy around change. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt there is a lot of energy around change and which, you know, tells me that's just that much more important. Anytime there's that much energy around something like it's there for a reason and oh yeah, it's, it's time to pick at it and start to, you know, uncover it. So, so, so you mentioned kind of, um, so now in, the, in this phase of your, of your career, you're doing some coaching and, and training. What, what does that look like for you today? Um, is it all one-on-one coaching or are you doing group training? So tell me, tell me about what you're up to current and current present time. Well, this is, a, uh, well, thanks for asking. Cause I'm really, I'm doing, um, I'm doing stuff that I had, didn't do five years ago. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm taking, I've taken this transformational work and, and I'm, and I'm evolving it. So what that physically looks like is I am doing uh, small men's groups. I think, I think that we men need a place where we can come from complete open and honesty, authenticity, and talk about all the stuff going on for us without any of the facade. So I, I work with very small men's groups and I'll do that a couple nights a week. And my men's groups are called samurai men's groups because we use that sort of that context. And um, if people are interested, if men, if you guys are interested in that, it's Patrick at PatrickDeanCoaching.com. Um, just contact me if you're interested in be belonging to a group of people that are really want to take the next step. And me, they, they, they want me, to do that. Let me clarify when you say groups. And so that's not just like all right there locally where you live, though. That's, that's something that's where, Zoom. Okay, that's a Zoom platform. Thing. Yeah, people from all over the country. I have I have one group of somebody from Mexico City, somebody from Peru, somebody from Western Australia, and several people from Canada, and several guys from the U.S. Awesome. Okay, so that's one group, and then another group, uh, more a little more local. Uh, but yeah, so this platform right here is a really good one for that kind of conversation. It's confidential. It's awesome. It's, it works really well, and. The, the, the men are coming out of this group feeling stronger, feeling confident, and smiling more, having more peace. Um, and we do a lot around simplifying, getting rid of those things in life that are just not quite, you know, that are we've hung around with for a long time, but are not important any longer. Very cool. You mentioned, uh, you used the word samurai. Like, yeah. And I know uh, that's been a theme that's popped up, obviously, a lot. Can, can you tell the listener maybe who who hasn't had the advantage of going through K&A work like I have, um, 
like the importance and the the meaning of samurai and kind of what context that brings? Absolutely. Um, I've done a lot of work in Japan. And in Japan, I got to be a student as well as a leadership trainer. And I got to learn about culture. And there were certain things about the Japanese culture that I think helped me in my life to become more successful. It was like picking out those things. The representation and why we kind of use the metaphor of samurai is because it's a warrior metaphor. Of course, not the kind of warrior that goes, you know, that, that, that we're not using it in, in, in the way that you would go to battle uh, physically. But the warrior metaf metaphor is about this inner strength. And it's about courage. And it's about loyalty. And that metaphor works for men or women to bring out their best. So when I talk samurai, we're talking about the metaphorical samurai of ancient Japan. And we use that metaphor to symbolize some of the qualities that I think work really well you know, out in the world to create success. Also, I, one of my great mentors, and this is going back to my mentoring and coaching from the fishing boat, mentoring and coach, coaching from general dynamics, mentoring and coaching from training, uh, one of my great mentors was an Aikido master. Aikido is a form of martial art. And he taught, uh, he taught me something called the samurai game. Now, your, your younger uh, listeners would know what a live action role play is. And it, it, the samurai game is a live action role play. And that is a game about loyalty where you test yourself and there's all, it's a really fun game. I've done it in a bunch of corporations and people, people love it. So it's a game played in a big room. Do you remember your Samurai game? Oh yeah. Never forget it. Never. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Samurai is, is, uh, is a metaphor. You can use many different metaphors, but the Samurai is a metaphor for uh, honor and uh commitment and, and uh, all those, those qualities that everyone has inside them. They just haven't brought them out to the degree that they feel comfortable with or that, they're, that they feel committed to. Wow. Um, I wasn't planning to ask this question, but you just kind of sparked that. Who have been some of your mentors and people that you've learned from over the years, especially specific as it, as it pertains to this type of work? Well, let's go back to the sport fishing guy that was the old, old captain that had run boats from, from, from World War II on to sport fishing boats and knew how to fish and told me to get down on deck and scrub the deck until I figured out that uh, hard work and determination and commitment were part of this game. I was, I was not into that, and I had to learn it the hard way. Most of your listeners probably don't have to learn it the hard way, but I had to learn that. And then... When he saw I was ready, then he taught me how to fish. Then he taught me how to, how to go out and, and uh, read the ocean and, and read the current and read the weather and, re and do all of that stuff that got into my blood and I fish to this day. Then at General Dynamics, I had a, uh, a, great, a great coach and mentor that was my boss and he taught me how to handle the complexity of people's personal interest versus the interest so when you of the corporation so i learned to, to sit in a room and listen to the conflicting commitments 
that were going on and to sort them out and to work with people in leadership to get them in alignment. That's where, where I learned that. And then I learned from a lady, uh, when I started training, I learned from a lady who was infinitely patient. I was, you know, Kevin, I was horrible at training, honestly. I wanted to do it really bad, but I didn't have a huge aptitude for it right away. And she was so patient with me. I sat in, I sat in a training with her for, for months before I even spoke. Just learning, just working music or doing, doing moving chairs or hanging flip chart paper or other stuff <laughs> until I got the confidence to start to work. And uh, I think, you know, many other people would just kick my butt out on the street. But she hung in there with me, my greatest mentor. Her name is Ernestine Fisher. And she, uh, she had the patience and the love to make a difference in my life in a huge way. So I learned. And then it took me 10 years. I think 10 years is the, um, it's kind of a time frame for mastery. Uh, it took me 10 years to learn it in such a way that I began to scratch the edge of mastery where I, where I could, it became an art form rather than a way, just, just a job or just um, a mechanic. So people out there doing, let's say selling real estate, it takes a long time to really turn it into an art form. But once you do that, you never lose it. So I had that mentor and then Brian, was a great mentor to me because he was an amazing businessman. He was an amazing marketer. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was just awesome. And I learned that part of the business because people, no matter how good you are, you've always got to market. You've always got to kind of get in there and sell yourself and your confidence a little bit And uh, expertise without marketing is a struggle. <laughs> it is, man. It is. That's, you know, it's it's funny. I, like, if there's anything I've learned uh, in the last few years is that it doesn't matter how good the content is. It doesn't matter how good the experience is, the exercises are. None of that matters if uh, the marketing isn't there. It's like, you know, I've got a really close friend here um, in Scottsdale. His name is Michael Burnoff. He's, the guy's an NLP master like I yes. like when people ask me about Michael I tell them he's <laughs> probably as good or better than Tony Robbins Tony right. Robbins is just a significantly better marketer than he is and yeah. you know I've been to both of their events I can tell you that Michael's is way more intense and I believe I believe better content wise better experience wise uh and that's not to say I don't love Tony's because it, I, I do just Tony's clearly a better marketer and has figured that piece of it out. And that matters so much more in business than uh, unfortunately than most, than most artists, if you will uh, want to want to give it credit for, because it does matter so much. I think, I think of all the coaching that I do with people, it's a uh, much of it in the, in the career coaching is being able to self promote with that with, with humility. Yeah. To be able to self-promote, but also operate from humility, because we have a natural, many of us, not everybody, many of us have a natural shyness to talk about our ourselves, you know? Yeah. And uh, have you ever heard of, of a person called uh, Grinder? Mm -mm. No. 
the reason you heard about Tony Robbins and you haven't heard about Grinder because Grinder was one of the developers of NLP, the actual founder of NLP. Oh, wow. Okay. Science scientist uh, that developed yeah. it. Yeah, um, I, actually, now I know who you're talking about. But yes, uh, and I'm trying to think of the other <laughs> fellow's name. Brindle and Brinder. And I'm, I'm sure the uh, a bunch of uh, people watching this will know. Yeah, I, it's funny. I know I've got a book. I've got I've got their book on my phone right now. Um, mm-hmm. So at, at any rate, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, it's so back to that. So it's funny how that how that does matter. And you're right, Brian. Brian was great at that. No, no doubt about it. Um, anybody else that you would name off in that kind of list of mentors and, and teachers, if you will, along the way? Uh, let's see. I have uh, uh, people in business who I've watched in business who have shared with me uh, certain aspects of of business. Big players in business. One of them was a gentleman in Hawaii that uh, he went through our trainings and he was part of the trainings and an earlier training than KNA. And I remember sitting outside one time in, in the evening after the training was over, sitting there and we were talking and he said, the real bit, he says, I'm really good at development. He was a big developer in Hawaii. I'm really good at developing, but the real business of my life starts when I go through the door, when I go home. That's, my, that's the business of my life. Um, uh, so, uh, that, that right there, I learned, I learned something from that person. So each there's bits and pieces I've learned from each mentor going along, you know, yeah. uh, I learned from another uh, big entrepreneur. He said that one of the things you have to realize in business is not many people know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and most people act like they do. It's you so know? true. It, it's I have the mentors I took classes with at Stanford that uh, were, uh, they're about startups. And I learned all the, all the personality traits it takes to make a startup. And it, some of it was completely different than what I, I thought it would take. You know, um, the whole thing about surrounding yourself with good people. I, I can't believe the importance of that. I thought that these were stars in their own right and kind of they are, but their, their one big ability was to be certain enough to attract people into their life. They had a certainty about their product. They had a certainty about talking about it yeah. and everybody's looking for certainty. Everybody's yeah. looking for that energy. And so the attraction of certainty and energy is is powerful. Yeah, it certainly is. I had a real estate guy, I had a real estate guy that was so interesting in one of the classes. And he talked about, he said, people are trying to sell real estate. He said, what you're actually trying to do is solve a problem for people. And what you're actually trying to do is put people into the right house. So he says, if you leave home that morning and you go out and your thing is to put the right people in the right house, that's the service shift that worked for him. It wasn't selling something. There was no desperation in it, or I need to do this, or I want to turn this over. Or it was like, can I get the right people in the right places in their life? Yeah, it's my my buddy Matt said it to me this way a few months ago. He said, you know, the really good agents 
do do this and i believe he's he's right as you know is and it's kind of the weird thing about our industry too is we're salespeople up until the point you hire me and then i have to shift into being a consultant <laughs> right and those are really really those are two greatly different things you're you're yeah. sales be, being in sales and then consulting somebody on a process or a decision totally different but it's a shift we have to make because when I think of like selling, I don't, I don't sell houses. You don't have to sell a house house. I don't set the market. How, you know, I can negotiate and that's, that's a different skill, but it's not like we get to set the price and put people into certain things and make decisions for them using NLP or other things to make them want to, like, that's not really how it works. It's yeah. about, it's a, it's really about selling. You got to sell yourself on some level, whatever you, however that works but then you've got to consult people into making great decisions for themselves. You know, I think you asked me what I learned 40,000 people later. And I learned that there's one quality that kind of trumps all other qualities in creating success in relationship and relationship, success in relationship and success where, in, with other people. And that quality is curiosity. <laughs> I have trained many trainers and they can go out and process people through their issues. But unless you're truly curious about other people, you're always going to be in a place of listening from a certain point of view. So, in, in, in working with people or in sales, if you have, let's say I'm working in front of the room with people and I'm talking to people about relationship. And if I don't really hear what they have to say, if I think what I have to say is more important or what I have to say is real wisdom or whatever, it comes from a lot of experience, but I'm not listening to the person. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I have got, I, I really listen to pe what people are interested in and that tells you their story and then you can figure out whether you can do something to help them mo more move toward more success i uh, my clients i am always helping them define the purpose their next step what's important to them in their life and living the ideal life that's my i have a six-month coaching program i do and that's the very beginning of it and then it's to create the ideal life that, that, that each person wants. And it's different for everybody. I mean, you, have you, you've been to Tony Robbins' uh, 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 trainings and that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. But who the hell wants to be Tony Robbins? I don't. Not me. <laughs> Not you don't. Yeah. Because he's the best Tony Robbins there is. Um, I just want to be the best me. You know, it sounds cliche, but... Uh, I wouldn't want to be that. I want to be, I want to do what I do. That's the canvas I want to paint on. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and me too, by the way. And yeah, I think that's right. So I heard you mention it earlier. I want to make sure I got it right. PatrickDeanCoaching.com is the, is your website. Is that right? Right. It's uh, PatrickDeanCoaching.com is the website and Patrick at Patrick Dean coaching is just an easy way to get a hold of me. Awesome. So Patrick at Patrick Dean uh, coaching, all lowercase, all one word, 
com is the way to get a hold of me. And I answer all of my emails. And if people just want to ask questions, I can answer those. I, I don't have an agenda back. Um, I go, I'll talk about my program if people are interested. And, and um, it's, it's had some phenomenal, phenomenal results. But like, it comes back to, to the fact that people, we've got to, we've got to get, you've got to get training to, to have a transformational, uh, some kind of training. Yeah. And I'm going to just go ahead and go on a limb and say, I personally believe everybody, all of us um, should all have that on some level and, you know, hopefully keep exploring it too. So Patrick, I just wanted to say thanks a lot for taking the time to be here with us today on the Kevin and Fred podcast show. And I appreciate you. Um, appreciate you and all you've done, all you're still doing and um, looking forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks again for the opportunity and let's get out there and make the difference we were born to make brother. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.